Hello, the initiated. My name is Marcus Yonikala, and this is the Be a Better Artist podcast. Today, I want to talk about laziness. Laziness is often on the minds of many, many creatives, either actively or passively. At the very least, most of us are critically observing ourselves, keeping an eye on whether we are actively contributing into the lack of progress that we see. But also many of us are at a further point where we know that we're being lazy and that we are underperforming to whatever standard we have set for ourselves. Almost no one wants to be labeled as being lazy. Maybe a rare few selected people take pride in that. But for most people, it's uh, certainly there's a negative connotation to that word. And for good reason, because if you are a member of society who is seen as someone who could certainly be doing far more than they currently are, that can have potentially considerable consequences. But really the main issue is that most people would like to be thought of as highly as possible. And one quality that makes people think that is working very hard, having high moral standards and being lazy or being labeled as lazy can be the direct opposite of that. I see laziness really separating into two categories. One has to do with the mental side of being lazy, the motivation side of being lazy, and frankly, your personality and your temperament. The other one is behavioral. Now, the reason I'm breaking laziness into those two categories is that temperamentally, in terms of your personality, I know it's entirely possible to have a certain set of values up in your head, but be doing something completely different here in the real world, the outside world. You might not be lazy. You might not enjoy that kind of a quality in a person. You might think highly of those people who have impeccable character, who aren't lazy, who are trustworthy, always on time, always keep their word. These are the things that are really at the opposite end of, of laziness. And it's entirely possible to hold those values and, and think highly of them, but be stuck in a behavioral loop that doesn't reflect those internal values. We don't always do how we think. There are plenty of things that we constantly are doing, engaging in, that don't align with our values. And obviously that's a huge problem because as we've spoken before, if your actions do not map to your values, it becomes very difficult to respect yourself. Self-respect is key to fulfillment and meaning and happiness. And if you're being labeled as lazy, now you have an additional component at play, which is social judgment. And that can make things way worse because we all detect if we respect ourselves or not. We might be saying one thing with our words, but when you're alone in that dark room and actually facing yourself one-to-one, -one, you know whether you have your self-respect or not. And oftentimes when people don't have, they don't like themselves 
And what happens after that is often that they begin sabotaging themselves. They do things that are unresourceful or damaging. And from that position, it's very, very difficult to achieve fulfillment and ultimately, in my estimation, happiness as well. So that's going to happen whether other people are involved or not. But if you add that social judgment component in there as well, uh, things get far more difficult, far more complicated, because now not only do you need to navigate your personal landscape, you also need to navigate the social landscape. And that's that's difficult to do because you're going to be bouncing back and forth. And that's really a huge fundamental problem to be thought of as someone that you don't feel like you are inside. Now, in reality, what you're doing here in terms of your actions, you are that person. But that could be very different from the story that uh, you have in this dark, locked room in your head. And if you don't have the tools to make sense of it, decipher it, and then strategize on how to start repairing these components, you're just going to be stuck in that loop potentially forever. I think most behavioral laziness happens when we're not engaged with things that we care about. When we're working on processes that aren't very important to us, aren't interesting, aren't stimulating, aren't meaningful or fulfilling in one way or the other, it can feel meaningless. It can feel pointless. And why output any more than you have to? Or why output much at all? Now, obviously, there's probably a counterbalance, which could be how much you get paid, benefits and so forth, or what you get from other people. But purpose and meaning drive action more than anything else. When something is really important to you, it's much easier to output a higher rate of effort. Now, it doesn't guarantee it because you might be engaged with things that mean a lot to you, yet you fail to match that meaning with your output. And we've talked about these things before, and we're going to talk about them a lot more in the future as well. But the biggest reason that causes that is laziness is often the byproduct of the inability of managing your own perspective. When you lose sight of the meaning, then you jump into those cycles of thinking about what's the point? Why do this? This isn't what I want to do. So why would I output a higher rate of effort if it isn't in the service of the things that I actually care about? But often things are in the service of those things indirectly. It's actually quite rare to have a direct connection between meaning and effort. Oftentimes, there is a middle hand, there is a buffer where you have to output a bit so that you can output that now into the next thing. So the people who are thought of as being the least lazy, who are thought of as being the most productive, reliable, trustworthy people are the people who can find perspective when they need to. People who can manage their perspectives on life, their perspectives on meaning and fulfillment and purpose. They see perspective as what it truly is, which is a malleable thing. 
Now your perspective is going to change whether you realize it or not, or whether you like it or not. If you are starving, your perspective is going to shift into food, into survival. Or if you are sensitive to noise, let's say, or light, and you're put into those environments where there's a lot of that, that's going to put stress of that sort on you. And that's going to change your perspective. One of the most dominant perspective changers is other people. You're in a conversation or at a workplace or at a negotiation. People say different things. They're going to affect you a certain way. You're going to say certain things that's going to affect you and them in a certain way. Perspectives are spinning about and changing constantly. And if you aren't in the pilot seat of understanding how that works, then you're going to be at the mercy of whatever software uh, is currently installed here up in your head. So the key is to gain as much control over your perspective management as possible. So the aim becomes finding motivation, even if you're not currently feeling it, even if you're currently not seeing it. And the people who you think of very highly of, the people who are trustworthy, who work hard, who are reliable, those people don't feel like doing it a lot of the time. They're not just magically different. No one is perfect in this regard just because of their DNA. Those people are trustworthy, reliable, and hardworking because they can find motivation even when they're not feeling it. And oftentimes that motivation is the question of who do I want to be? Because right now I have a choice of coming out of this situation as a different person. And this is how you begin to change other people's idea of whether you are lazy or not. We always have a choice of changing, altering our actions to map to that ideal person that we want to become. And over time, over weeks, over months, over years, other people's perspective of you is going to change. It's based on their observations. And the beauty of that is that even when they might be saying one thing to other people, or perhaps even you, they can't help but respect you. They can't help but admire you and look up to you if you really stand for those values and you stand for them through action. So the key to combating laziness is to always have a why, always have a reason, always have a set of important perspectives to look at and take from and choose and use those to drive the kind of behavior that you want to see in yourself. And this is why it's really important to read, to study, to gather life experiences, to sit down and think about your own values as defined by you in a quiet, separated, dark room where you can spend time with yourself and authentically and honestly define these kind of things. Because oftentimes our values, what we see meaning in, unfortunately gets defined by other people. Now, of course, you want to listen to other people. You want to learn from other people because they probably have a lot of great and true and good ideas. 
So never stop learning, but ultimately, we're all different. And we're all capable of different things. And what's number one priority to me is not going to be the same for you. Because you want to do something different in life. You have different values and aims. But to really get to the root of what those are, you have to go deep inside. You have to go and have that conversation with yourself at a quiet cabin, separated from society, separated from other people, and have those challenging, difficult conversations with yourself. It might not be easy to confront what's there, but if you really want to feel fulfillment and meaning and happiness in your life, then you must align your actions with your true deepest values. So these were some basic fundamental ideas on laziness, some of my views on that topic. We're going to get into many practical strategies and approaches that are going to help you change your behavior uh, from those behavioral patterns that result in laziness. Uh, we've touched on those things before and, and we're certainly going to do more of that in the future. But let me know what kind of challenges you've had with laziness, what kind of things you wrestle with. Uh, let me know what you think about some of the things I touched on here. And uh, yeah, I'd just love to hear your thoughts and, and experiences with that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. See you next time. Finished. <laughs>